Hello, you have made probably one of the best decisions you're going to make all day. The decision being clicking on the Creative Connection podcast. If you haven't listened before, quite frankly, where on earth have you been? But if you haven't listened to it before, this is what it's all about. Each episode has a different creative guest on. Um, I, Jared MC, I host it and I discuss with this guest all about the creative industry that they're in. So we, we talk about how they got there, the whole industry, and then there's a main focus around their in particular creative process. Because everyone has like a, a different creative process. Everyone interacts with their creativity different. And we are going to get to the bottom of it. I personally think it's really interesting to have these conversations and hopefully you're enjoying listening to them. Today's guest is Nicola Hume from Parts. Did I say from part? I don't know. I just got back from the gym. I'm all of a diver. But she's our hot breakfast presenter. Um, really, really lovely person. We had a really interesting conversation kind of about her whole career up to date. Essentially, she's basically, she went to uh, acting school, drama school, I think technically is what you'd call that. And then it was, she spoke about all of her jobs up to getting at heart breakfast and kind of also end goal kind of stuff. Um, but I think if radio in particular is something that you're interested in, whether that's just as a whole or whether you're interested in getting into it yourself, I think this episode is going to be really insightful for you. But I think even if it's not, it's still super interesting to hear about that process because it's radio is something that you, even if it's just a prior, a secondary or tertiary media, you kind of consume radio a lot of the time during the day without even realizing it most of the time. Um, so I think just for the general person it's super interesting to hear about the kind of behind the scenes kind of stuff as well without further ado i'm play the episode off hopefully you enjoy it i'm gonna meet you around the back and uh you know we'll see what we think about that episode shall we this is nicola hume from heart breakfast Hey guys, Jared here. So I'm uh, joined by Nicola Hume from 4FM. Oh, we're going to have a nice little chat about things and stuff. Hey, so uh, how are you doing? That's, uh, yeah. You know what? I'm using that. That'll do. There's that, your intro. That's my intro. Thanks, it Nicola. For you, I appreciate mate. it. Thanks for coming to the podcast. Thanks for having me. You're this more is than, nice, isn't it? Listen, this is quite a nice location, okay? This is it is. It's lovely. The fanciest location we've had yet. Got a nice little view over Brighton. Yeah. Sun <laughs> shining. Got the... Uh, Got the, the police sirens going that's on. That's it. Yeah, you can tell we're <laughs> in Brighton. Already stuff happening next to London in terms of like drama and police sirens and whatnot. Yeah, it's exciting. And seagulls. Oh my gosh. Don't get me started on seagulls. Oh, mate. See, I don't live in Brighton. I live in Horsham. Right. But obviously, naturally, our uh, radio studios are in Brighton. Yeah. So we arrive at 5 a.m. and the seagulls are going bananas really? at five o'clock in the morning and you think there was no way I could live here I couldn't do it yeah they're mental they're so scary as well yeah I was out for dinner last night in Eastbourne um and literally as though as we were finishing up like the seagulls they know when you're finishing up they can tell mm, they're the, sussing you out they are they're working out so he was just this is geezer just sitting up there he's just looking out he's watching us he's kind of being subtle about it I felt like he, he we knew what he was doing yeah literally as soon as we left just bombed the yeah. table, just like knocking over all our drinks, knocking over the salt and stuff. What did you have to eat? It was quite weird. So it, it was in Weatherspoons, right? Yeah. Did you know they have an app where you can just like order food from the table? You don't even have to speak to I them. did. It's so good. It's like mind blowing. I've never done that before. So what you could do is you could tweet out and you go, hey, I'm at Weatherspoons down in Eastbourne. Who wants to buy me a drink? And <laughs> yeah. someone else will order just, a drink for you. Get it sent to your table. That, does that work? 
I've tried it, but it, I, I apparently you have to be a very young, beautiful girl to be able to get uh, the free drinks. Bump. So it'd be perfect for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, that was really exciting. So I had like a weird... I didn't really feel like a burger, which is very unlike me. I mm. like burgers, but I wouldn't feel like that. And there was like this weird like combo. It was like chicken breasts with ribs, which feels like a weird like combination to me. Yeah, kind of like a just a meat feast yeah, kind of thing. It's just weird that they served that, but I had that and it was actually pretty bomb. Nice. Good for the Was there chips? Yeah. That's why the seagulls were there. Really? They love chips? Yeah, they're there for the chips, It man. seems like they'll eat anything, though. Yeah, always there for the chips. Really? you got chips, you need to run for your life. Yeah. Have you ever seen a seagull, like, dive bomb someone? Uh, do you, I had it in Brighton. Like, a couple <laughs> of years ago, I bought some donuts, and I love, like, pier donuts. I was so excited. Started chomping away, and the seagull just went, Whoop! They're lethal things. They are. Horrible, horrible little things. They're aggressive. I'm going to have another sip of this uh, horrible coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, you, I don't know. I really hate it. Like, to a, to a high level. I don't, I don't know why. It's drinkable, though. As long as it's drinkable. It's the caffeine. How's yeah. your day going? All right. Yeah? Yeah, good, yeah. Been up since four, standard. What is that like? Because um, yeah. is that Monday to Friday? Monday to Friday. Monday to, because, hold on, let's... Pre, pre preface this just preface it just in pre- case pre- what preface it we're gonna pre- preface it yeah. i have no idea what that means um okay it basically means i'm just gonna give people some information about you just in case just to catch them go up. for it okay uh you are hot breakfast you're hot breakfast presenter yes down in brighton is that yes. is it east sussex or sussex or sussex and surrey sussex and surrey yeah. okay so you've got to get up super early so let's talk about that now so we're on air at six Monday yeah. to Friday every morning. So we have to be there at five. So naturally I get up at four. Um, I'd like to say that the longer you do it, the more you get used to it. But yeah. I'll be honest, you really don't. Really? Um, I mean, it's, no matter how much sleep you have, if I know that I've got a solid eight hours that night, it's like your brain is still going, no, it's four o'clock, Nicola. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. It's four o'clock. Yeah. Go to bed. <laughs> That's mental. I have the kind of the opposite. Whereas if I don't go to bed at like 10, even if I have eight hours, I'll just wake up tired. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. Like, yeah. So instead of, it's just the other way around. Do you have that at all? Sometimes. Yeah. I, I was very, I was never a morning person. Still, I'm not a morning person. I probably never will Horrible be. job decision. Yeah. If I, <laughs> in that case. <laughs> I know. Hi, right? I'm on breakfast and I'm grumpy. <laughs> but on the weekends, I'll get up for like half 10. Yeah. Something like that. That's how it should be. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just sleep. I just love, love sleep. When I was younger, I could be getting up at one o'clock in the afternoon. Really? Love it. Yeah. Very much a night owl. I've never done that. I've never really been, I've always been like a wake up early kind of person. Oh no. See, that's, my other half is like that. Really? He's a, get. So he gets up with me at four because he's crazy. That Now that is crazy. Yeah. See, he gets up with me at four. He's a carpet fitter. So he gets up and he works up in Surrey. Yeah. So then he gets up and he's one of those guys that's at the gym at six o'clock in the morning. Yuck. That's what he's like. That's crazy. Um, up at four. It makes my get up at four a lot easier knowing that he's doing it with me though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because it's really easy if someone's like sleeping right next to you and your alarm goes off, just like, nah. But if yeah. someone's getting up, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, see, or, and it's fine. alternatively, they get up and then you've got the whole bed and then it makes it... Even oh. harder because it's just like just spreading out, yeah. just chilling, yeah. warm. Do a full blown starfish. That's it. Yeah. Oh, love it. It's the best way to oh. sleep. <laughs> a nice late morning full blown starfish. That's the perfect Saturday morning. Right? Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So nice. Definitely. Yeah. I completely agree. That's mad though. Do you just that get just that the build up because there's a th- there's like a theory called like sleep debt which I don't really understand it to an extent but they talk about like I don't think it's true first of all 
but they talk about like if you don't get enough sleep mm. your body just like it starts to like stack it up stack it up and then you you just you're in debt yeah you end up going on complete shutdown yeah that's it yeah that is a thing really? definitely you haven't you ever noticed that yes really because <laughs> it's unrealistic to get eight hours sleep every night it's you. not well yeah i mean it's, it's not doable it's not possible and especially when you're working within media and stuff if you get invited to events and things like that during the week where you're expected to I don't know, turn up to a theatre show at seven, eight o'clock in the evening. Yeah. And you're thinking, brilliant. I've just arrived at eight o'clock in the evening. This is normally when I go to bed. That's, it. that's yeah. fine. So you stay out until 11, 12 o'clock at oh. night. Then you know you've got to get up again at four o'clock in the morning. It's those nights where they just, it just completely destroys yeah. you. But I, the thing is, as much as I moan about it, I love my job. Yeah. I love my job. I'm that's very, very lucky to be where I am. But it does, if we could just move it a couple of hours later. <laughs> yeah, right. If, if the work day, instead of nine to five, was like 11 till seven, then we could get up a, up a couple of hours later yeah. to entertain the drive into work. Perfect. That would, that would be a better shout. Yeah. Because it's not even just you've got to wake up at four. You've got to wake up and then you've got to be on to like yeah. be entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Like there's no like middle ground where you can just like be grumpy and not do anything in the morning. That's where the coffee comes in. Right. That's mm. it. <laughs> just, yeah. How much coffee do you drink a day? Come oh, on. Mate. Let's spill the beans. Oh, mate. I can't even... I, I can't even begin to imagine how much... I, I haven't actually logistically thought about how much I have every morning. Yeah. So we get in at five. Oh, no. That's when I have my first one. I'm scared. And then, so between five and half five, we normally, we sit on the computers, we go through Twitter and the papers and stuff and kind of see anything that's coming overnight. So if there's any news that's coming overnight, they want to hear it from you first. Yeah, Basically, you want to be the one to break the news to everyone. So you need to do all the prep in the morning. Uh, And then about half five, we kind of discuss with each other what we found. uh, And that's where I'll probably have coffee number two. Um, Half an hour split. I then make another load of coffees. Uh, during the ad breaks at about 20 past six. Um, so we're on three. We're on three. <laughs> it's 20 past six. <laughs> it's 20 past six. We're on, <laughs> we're on three. Uh, bearing in mind, this is two scoops of coffee. Oh, nice. Um, and I try to have sweetener because I'm trying to cut back on yeah, sugar yeah, because right. I'm starting to think of my heart. Yeah, that gets tricky when you're having that much coffee and <laughs> you have it with sugar. It's impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then our producer will probably make another set, maybe about seven. Oh, my gosh. And then maybe... Around eight o'clock. Yeah, I'll have another one then. And then we'll come to nine o'clock and I'll try to tell myself that, okay, it's time to just have a big glass of water. Now. Yeah, right. But then I'll probably normally have another coffee. But that, that's where I that's where I stop. My, okay. la- my last one is the nine o'clock coffee and then I'm done for the day. Unless I'm here later on in the afternoon and need a coffee to keep me going. Well, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I apologise. I've, I've put you over your limit. You're gonna, you've never had this much caffeine. Your body's just going to freak out. <laughs> it's fine. It's just, I think my heart's used to it now. <laughs> well, I it so. can't cope without it. That's a... Yeah. Are you addicted at this point? It's kind of hard to tell if you're doing it every day anyway. Yeah. See, I was doing this... Um, I go to a gym called uh, F45, which is just down the road. And there was this whole eight-week healthy eating challenge thing that I was oh, doing. Yeah. So I wanted to lose a bit of weight. And so I was following this food program. Yeah. And for the first two weeks, you weren't allowed any caffeine in your body at all. So I was turning up to work and oh, I can't even, I mean, you probably have to speak to the guys I do the show with to see how grumpy I was. Really? <laughs> two weeks, but I really, really struggled. Yeah. But then I felt amazing. Yeah. Because I was really? drinking so much water. Yes. I wasn't right. having any caffeine in my body. I wasn't having any sugar and I felt incredible. Really? And then for some reason, I've just kind of fallen back into the... It's like, it's like a mental thing. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because even if you're feeling better about it, you're, yeah. you're, in your head, it's still like, yeah, but that's going to make me feel more awake. Yeah. 
And then I think to a point it doesn't. Sometimes I get this thing where if I have enough coffee, I just get more tired. It like it like gets over the threshold. They say that though, don't they? Some Do some they? people have coffee before they go to bed. Really? Yeah. Wow. Those I didn't are know just that. like the weirdos in the universe. And because it just makes them tired. They, yeah. Maybe they just react to coffee like that. That's no, crazy. Like a nice hot chocolate for Really? Yeah. I've never really liked hot chocolate that much. Oh, you shut your face. Are you serious? Yeah. Even if it's galaxy hot chocolate. No, I don't. Get think. out of the room. <laughs> no. Get out. We're done. No longer friends. <laughs> it's been ten minutes. Maybe it's already been finished. Hey. No, I, I don't know. I got into I got into herbal teas a while ago. It's, herbal teas are nice. Yeah, it's like Green a nice, like nice. wind down thing. Because mm. I felt like it, there was health benefits. I don't know how much that's true or whether it's just marketing. But it was quite relaxing. It's mostly marketing yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's really. what I figured that much. It's just but nice having a hot drink with a flavour in it. Really. It is definitely, especially before bed. It does set you up. Yeah. I don't know. Coffee seems like a bad idea. Yeah. People drink decaf. I don't, I don't really get that. Yeah, see, I don't drink coffee because I like the taste of coffee. I drink I drink coffee because I feel like I need it. Yeah. I um, I really like the taste of it, except for this one, which tastes like <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, but also... I, it is a terrible... It's a terrible coffee, let's it be honest. It is. I feel bad because I think they get don- donated it or something, but... It, Maybe know. that's why they get it for free. That's why it's terrible coffee. <laughs> they just like pick it up from. Oh, it's it's not good. Um, I'm not a fan of it, but it's fine because we didn't pay for it. So yeah, exactly. we, I guess we can't complain that much. Can't, yeah, can't mind if it's free. So let's delve into some stuff, shall we? I read that you went to drama school. I did. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of. Oh, you, have you, you done your research do? on me? Of course. I've, oh God, I've done my research. Right. Okay. okay. Yes. Um. So you you went to drama school and that was. So you must have thought that you wanted to do something along those lines. That was the original plan was to be an actress. Was the original yeah, plan? Yeah, gotcha. uh, So Why went was to that, drama school. Um, it was ever since I was a kid. It really, was, I went to theatre school and stuff when I was yeah. little. Just really like entertaining. Loved it. Yeah, and always loved being on stage really? uh, and just doing bits and bobs and performing in front of my family yeah, as a kid. Yeah. I used to put on little shows and oh. that and used to do the school talent show and things. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. So it was always just kind of, when I was at school, I didn't focus on any of my lessons apart from if it was drama and PE. Really? That the, was it. Yeah. Because I just kind of knew. It was like, well, I don't need to focus on maths because yeah. there is no way that I'm going to need to do anything with numbers because I'm probably just going to stand up on stage and do something. Yeah. So that was... The, so you so, always knew it. Yeah. That's that's impressive was, that you ended up there. Yeah. But, well, I mean... I suppose it comes down to that drive as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you get to a point where you go, right, this is what I want to do and this is where I want to be. Yeah. The likelihood of me getting there is ridiculously small. And you go, I probably need a backup plan. Yeah. Didn't have a backup plan. It's not plan. as fun. No. No, it's not as fun to have a backup plan. I still don't. Yeah, I still don't have is, a backup plan. <laughs> if this all goes wrong, I don't know what I'm going to uh, do. Do you not think at this point you're, you're probably fine? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You're never fine in a job, are you? You're uh, never fine in a job. I think I'm overly optimistic. About, That's a good thing. Do you think so? Yes. Because I'm like you. Like I don't have a backup plan. No. Like, I'm just, I've always been like overly optimistic about everything I do. I'm like, yeah. it's going to work. Obviously, it's going to work. Yeah, it's fine. There's, just, there's no evidence to like back up that confidence. Yeah, it's fine. I'm just going to be a presenter for the rest of my life. It's just easy. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'll just I, keep going. I don't know why people say it so hard. It's fine. <laughs> I can do it. I'm the exception. Yeah. Sorry, mum. I'm not going to work in boots. All right. Hi, me. <laughs> Obviously not. I didn't do statistics at maths, so I don't know that it's a bad idea. Mm. 
I don't know. Yeah, so that, so I went to drama school. Uh, I went to a place called the Poor School, which is closed down now. Really? Which is a shame. Didn't have enough funding. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, it was. The, it seemed like the director wanted to move on and move on to something different, which yeah. I think he's now directing plays and stuff around the country. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, I went there for two years. That's where I met my husband, actually. Oh, that's lovely. So, yeah. doing is it just a drama school? Uh, yeah. So, he was doing drama school as well? Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, he, he's an actor as well. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was probably the best thing that came out of drama school, really, was meeting him. And then from there, uh, I moved down to Surrey to go mm. and live with him. Because yeah. I grew up in North London. I grew up in Edmonton, North London. Right. Um, so I moved down to Epsom to go and live with him. And from there, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do now. I've finished drama school. Yeah. Oh, God. That, that, that initial, <laughs> I'm out of school panic. Oh, God. <laughs> Started, you know, applying and going for auditions yeah. and things like that. And you go, oh, I kind of need to earn some money. Oh, that's because stressful. how am I supposed to pay the rent? That's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I got a job at Chessington World of Adventures. Whoa. Doing entertainments. Really? Like the show things? Oh, mate. I was doing the puppet shows. Was that when it was like for the Beano? Yes, I was there for the last year of Beano, which is 2009. Gotcha. So I was there for the last year of Beano Land. Uh, So yeah, I used to dress up as Dennis the Menace. That's amazing. I was Minnie the Minx. Really? Uh, I was never Nasher because I was too tall for Nasher. Oh, good. But uh, we were there for the last day of Beano Land. There was the biggest custard pie fight. (laughs) They broke the world record that day, actually. It was amazing. Wait, there's a world record for a custard pie fight? Yeah, smashed it, mate. Smashed it. (laughs) Putting that one on the uh, LinkedIn. (laughs) It's on the CDB. CDB. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, did that. Hosted their puppet shows and learned how to puppeteer. That's amazing. I dressed up as a dragon. I've always wanted to dress yeah. up as a dragon. It was, a, yeah, it was good. It was good fun being a dragon. Sweaty. Yeah, I could believe it. Very Peak sweaty. of summer. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That yeah. That doesn't sound that much fun. Oh, it was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> it was points where you're, because the thing is, is you're, you have to be a certain height to be certain characters. Right. That makes sense to me. I get that. So I'm five foot six and a half. So I was always Spike, who was the taller dragon, the green dragon. Sure. Uh, and then, so there was Spike and Cinders, who were the dragon puppets in the puppet show yeah. in Land of the Dragons at Chessington. So I was always Spike. Uh, and then there was Cinders, who was the smaller one. But because I was with Spike, meant that I shared the costume with a lot of boys because I'm quite tall for a girl. Sure. Um, and most of the boys oh. sweated a lot in that costume. This is sounding um, less pleasant to me now. Yeah. So there would come to it would come to a time of day where you're like, right, I'm gonna go out dressed up in Spike, and you would put the hands on, oh. and you can just feel oh. how sweaty and disgusted it was, and you'd put the whole costume, and it's dunk so bad it was so bad you got a headband on to try and keep the sweat out of your eyes there's no point in wearing makeup because if you've got makeup on your eyes you can't see anything because you've sweat the whole mascara (laughs) off all over your eyes immediately as well yeah but the weird thing is is even though no one could see your face yeah you're sat you're stood there in a giant dragon costume and people are coming up for pictures you still smile for the pictures (laughs) really (laughs) you're just grinning in your suit yeah so you've got this little kid (laughs) next to you that can't see you she doesn't know it's me yeah yeah all she can see is spike this massive big fat furry dragon (laughs) and i'm still smiling in the picture (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's really funny Just loved like it though weird, like it psychological thing one of the best jobs I've ever had that does sound a lot of fun actually it was brilliant so what else was it other than the dragon suits or that the puppet so shows there was, uh, the puppet shows because it was the dragon had... suits the worst part yes that was the sweatiest probably yeah. the hardest part that does sound pretty gross uh, then we had um, segway characters you know what segway is yeah one of those like oh, 
board things with yeah two like two wheeled yeah. things so um like we had scooter. a day where we would have so you sort of run on a rotor okay today you're doing puppet shows today you're doing i don't know beano land or whatever yeah um so you had a day where you were doing uh segway characters so for the day you and someone else would be dressed up in some sort of stupid outfit and you'd go around the park and you like so people queuing up yeah queuing up for i don't know 90 minutes to go on a ride you've got to go and put a smile on their face because they're annoyed because it's hot and they're queuing for an hour and a half and you can't stop that from happening because it's so busy it's peak summer so you've just got to go and i don't know hey i'm gonna tell you some riddles oh (laughs) it's like a weird character in a film just razzing up on a segue giving riddles yeah it was it it was weird doing entertainments because sometimes you felt like you were kind of there to Save the day, if you will. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Especially, yeah. Like, the way you put it, like, waiting 90 minutes to queue up. And yeah, I mean, there was one the day. Kids. There was one day, I think it was, it wasn't my first year, 2009, so I did two years there. Uh, there was a huge power cut. Huge yeah. power cut. The whole entire park went down. Really? So we're sat there in our green room, and it was sort of in between shows, and we're, we're just sat there chilling. And then we had the radio on, and then all of a sudden you heard everything go, boom. <laughs> And everyone stood up and went, that's not good. <laughs> right. Looked outside and the whole park had stopped. Uh, the oh rides no. had stopped. People sat on them. Oh. Everything had stopped. All the music, everything. The whole entire park had gone down. So we went, oh God, um, <laughs> we better go and get Dennis the Menace. So just ran downstairs, quickly got into Dennis and just went out and tried to just put a smile on people's oh, faces because no. it was just that's chaos. horrific it was chaos i can imagine yeah. i can imagine like you got kids that are super like bored and impatient and parents were just angry yeah it's like we paid all this money and nothing's happening that's yeah and you're so like bad. it's not my fault yeah, i'm just gonna it. try it too. it's dennis's fault dennis, yeah, that, dennis. Yeah, you can just pass it off to the dude <laughs> i'm stood the there as dennis going whoa, what, what, what? <laughs> okay. i didn't do it <laughs> oh dear what a menace great job though love that job how do you get into that was it an audition process it was an audition really yeah that was i mean the audition was weird well it's a weird job to be fair yeah i mean i I kind of you applied online and then i think because i had been to drama school you know they invite you in for an audition there's only about 10 people that are going to get the job but about 100 odd people audition for the job and you turn up and they you just had to do fun stupid things so it was okay um here's a stupid outfit go do something stupid with this character so you just kind of had to go up and just do something completely bananas That's crazy and so you just knew from the auditions you knew exactly who you could point out yeah, who was going right. to be working there yeah that's and, uh, it who was willing to do that stuff i've made probably some of the best friends ever i've met my best friend now kaylee yeah i met her at chessington because it was just one of those we're on the same wavelength you're just as bananas as i am and i love you and that's it <laughs> just like dancing around in costumes yeah. all day friends for life she's hey, like my sister now that's what like, i was talking about icebreakers earlier that's probably the best icebreaker right like here you are in a costume be stupid yeah exactly yeah yeah totally like, there's just no walls there to get past yeah just as open as you can be do something funny okay stupid dance oh that's actually i didn't know you did that um, yeah, it, I think come up in my research. I saw something about it, but I couldn't work out what it was. What what else came up in your research? Oh, there was one thing, business mouse. I didn't know what that was. Ah, right, business mouse. Because I, I, I googled it and I thought saw this little like cartoon thing. Mm. Is that what it is? Yeah, it was just a because I was trying to find like a credit, but I couldn't find one with you. But yeah. I saw that on. 
Um, um, I think you're agents. Uh, and I, I watched it and I was like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, it's like, that was really, like, <laughs> overly aggressive and lurid, like, yeah. little cartoon. That was just a little voiceover <laughs> job. That was... Um, I got a message going, um, do you fancy being a little mouse? I was like, uh, yeah, sure. Obviously. And it was for the, some business law thing. Right. They were doing a little animation to kind of advertise and put on their website. And they said, be a voice of a mouse. So I did. And it was a, a little tiny, I'm what? I'm a little business mouse. Which is very similar to the another character that I voiced over at Chesington as well, actually. Um, yeah, really? voiceover stuff's quite fun, though. What, what, what did you voice over in Chesington, then? Uh, I'm on one of the rides, actually. Whoa! Um, well, Still? Well, I've got... Uh, I think it is. So I've got, I did two things at Chesington, which was actually quite a bonus that I worked there, but I got kind of got the job separately as well yeah so the first one was there was a video so i don't think it's there anymore there was a video down in the trail of the kings which is where the gorillas and the lions and the tigers are and i had to play the role of an adventurer who was kind of looking out for gorillas and 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 it was played on a video and it was played on a loop all day every day it was there for about six years i think it was so cool and it got to the point where the gorillas hated my voice so much really? that they were bashing where the tv screen was oh, no. so for a while they had to switch me off and from where the, i would That's go down crazy. there and visit occasionally pretty sure they would probably recognize my voice oh, i bet they did <laughs> they're just oh, like it's you you don't want gorillas mad with you that girl i hear every day you're so annoying that's crazy gorillas are smart i know they just like got sick of hearing it yeah all the they time. all hate me they all hate me Wow. Um, so there was that and then there was there's a ride there called uh zufari which is like <laughs> a um, sick name. it's like a safari yeah. so you jump on like this big truck thing. it's actually a really brilliant ride really and um, you jump on like this big truck and it kind of goes and you see the rhinos and the giraffes and stuff um, and there's this character called gozi who is like a, a lemur so there's a guy, a South African guy, who kind of does the voiceover and let me explain the animals to you. And there's this little lemur called Gozi, who you see the animation at the start, right. who's kind of like, oh, I don't understand what that animal is. And that's me. <laughs> stupid lemur. <laughs> yeah. There's a, there's a joke in there about poo and things like that. Of course. Really. I mean, kids, yeah, well, kids love poo jokes. Yeah, exactly. And who can blame them? They are very funny. <laughs> poo will always be funny. It's never not funny. <laughs> it's one of those things. You feel bad about writing it, but then you're like, well... That was quite worth it. <laughs> so presenting is like your, your main thing, but then I, I didn't know you did like voiceovers as well. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed doing the voiceover stuff. Really? Fun, actually. Do you, yeah. do you ever do any acting now? Actually, no. I was, you're in a pantomime. I am. The end yeah. of this year. Yeah. I saw that. Have you started that? That'll be my first bit of... You can't really call pantomime acting. <laughs> right. Uh, it'll be my first Just bit of acting. My being yourself acting a bit louder. Um, yeah, that's. I'm really looking forward to that. Actually. Yeah, that's so cool. So, because I live in Horsham, it's my local theatre. Really, at the capital in Horsham, and I'm so excited because I've seen all of their pantos in previous years. Yeah, and they are brilliant. Really, they are such well. good shows. So it's one of those where this year I knew that I was free this Christmas to do panto. Yeah, because previous years, like I had surgery on my knee, or we right. were going away for Christmas. So this year I emailed Nick, who's the guy who runs it, and I, and I went, right, I'm free this year. What do you want to do? And he went, come and meet me for a drink. I went, okay. And then literally turned up and met him and we discussed it. And then he went, do you want to be our fairy? I was like, yes. Oh, so that's crazy. We've, I mean, we've had the pictures and stuff done. Really? Um, but we're just now in the process of waiting for the script 
because they write the script fresh yeah, every year. Yeah, yeah. And then rehearsals start on the 1st of December. Show Re- goes up on the 14th. And Whoa. So get your tickets now. That is not... Yeah, I'll come. <laughs> that's, not, um, that's not a lot of time to start rehearsal, right? That's pretty 14th. standard, though, for is Panto. Really? Yeah. I think I'd like to do a Panto, but that sounds stressful. Yeah, but I've done Panto before. You have? Um, I did uh, The Wizard of Oz. Really? At the Seacombe Theatre in Sutton, which is up in Surrey. Right. Uh, and that was only like a week's run. Ten, yeah, sure. ten day run it was quite a short one Just quite like a small panto Christmas. but I was the Wicked Witch of the West oh that's a good character oh mate it was brilliant you have a lot of fun it. with it oh absolutely loved it and it's so much fun being booed really brilliant fun being booed I think booed. that would hurt me the one issue <laughs> that I had with that show was that I was green for the whole of Christmas oh so it does it not come off that well oh my it was like <laughs> I was so green really I was so green a little Shrek oh my goodness so <laughs> At the start of The Wizard of Oz, yeah. you're, I had to be Miss Gulch, who's just like the horrible aunt. And then right. halfway through the show, that's when I put my makeup on for when she turns up in Oz. Yeah. So then the days when you're doing two or three shows a day, oh, man. I, I'm bareface, then I put the green on, take it off, bareface, put the green on. Blah, blah, blah. And it got to a point where I was running out of time to do my proper skin routine, if you will. Oh. And the green just kind of stayed oh, in no. my pores. <laughs> We went, we went out for a night out, like a pando night out, with all the cast. And I remember turning up at the bar to go and meet everyone. And the bouncer on the door went, your face, your face is green. I was like, yes. A very rude observation. How dare you? Yes, my face is green. Yes, thank you. He's like, why your face green? I was like, oh, it's, it's, uh, I'm doing pantomime. And that's, yeah. So I had to have a proper full-blown deep facial when that show was over. She was squeezing it out of my pores. I think what you should have done is you should double down. Like as soon as that face started staying green, (laughs) just costume the whole time. Just you are the Wicked Witch of the West. There was no saving my skin. (laughs) No saving it. I remember being sat there for Christmas dinner and my family like laughing at my face because I was like, guys, (laughs) I'm green. (laughs) Help me. Oh, that's so... That's crazy. But you... How long did it take you to get rid of it? Did you... Like that deep scrub, did that do it in the end? Or was it literally like weeks? you know what? I mean, my, my birthday's in the middle of January. I might even have been green for my birthday. Really? There was essence of green still there. That's crazy. Yeah, my skin, I was a mess. My skin was a mess. Did it like affect it? Because obviously that's a lot of like chemicals and stuff. Oh yeah, like I, it was like boils I had on my chin and yeah. stuff from where I was steaming my face, putting cream on it and just trying everything, everything. There's a lot of commitment to the role. But the problem was, is because I was also in the middle of still doing the show, I'm taking everything off my skin and steaming it and then having to put green back on top of it. Yeah, that's it. So you're just layering it up. Yeah. Constantly. And once you've steamed it, I imagine the pores are more open as well. Yes. So it's just getting like proper yes. deep inside. Yes, exactly <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It was like green running through my veins by the end uh, of the show. I wonder if that had an effect. I wonder if that literally did like go into the blood and it just affected you. Yeah, it made me proper evil. Really? Yeah. Wow. I, I went out and murdered a few people that night. and stuff. That's an incriminating <laughs> thing to say on the podcast. You want me to scratch that off the record? Ah, you're right. <laughs> okay, cool. Is the, do you know if the fairy's got like any makeup thing like that you have to do? Um, she's fine. She's pretty clean faced. Okay. Got a bit of sparkle, bit of glitter right. going on. Oh, but that's bad because that gets everywhere. That's like, true. Glitter does, it just doesn't go. But I'd rather have glitter than green. Definitely. And that's one fair. thing I do have, which I'm so pleased with, yeah. because I am definitely not a high heel person. And I remember talking to Nick, who writes the script, and sure. he and he went, 
don't see you as the kind of girl that would wear high heels. I was like, oh, you know me so well. I don't do high heels. So I have glittery, sparkly Doc Martens. Oh, I think my mum has those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're wicked, man. Yeah, I... I like a bit of glitter. Like, yeah. it does get everywhere, but sometimes you've got to get it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same with, like, confetti. Like, there's people who put confetti in birthday cards. Oh, I don't like those people. Yeah, they're right jerks, aren't they? Yeah. Who does it's that? It's malicious. Yeah. It's like a proper attack on your household. It's like those things that you can get. I saw advertised on Facebook, the confetti bomb It's very. To, it's like, a very passive-aggressive move. <laughs> it really is. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be, you'll be loving this for absolute months. Yeah, happy birthday, but I secretly hate you. Yeah, what Yeah. What dick move, man. <laughs> so, you've done, like, a lot of presenting. I, I see here... Oh, you did, like, red carpet presenting. Mm-hmm. Was that, like, one of the, the first, like, jobs off Ch- uh, Chessington? Was yeah, that, that was... Is that kind of, like, your um, breakthrough job, would you say? Yeah, that was for Planet Hollywood restaurants. Really? Yeah. Do they have those in England? Yeah, there's, there's about three or four in London. Really? really? The, the one in Piccadilly Circus, that was the one that I was hired by. I didn't know that. Um, and so I would go and do the red carpet interviews and then they would be played in the restaurants. That's really cool. Go on their YouTube channel be played in the restaurants. That's yeah. really dope. Who's yeah. the biggest person you interviewed? Oh, God. I mean, that was, yeah, that was when I first, my first red carpet gig was my, my first presenter gig, my first red carpet gig was the Madonna film WI, the one that she, WE, sorry, the one that she directed. Sure. And it was with like Andrea Riseborough and, uh, oh, I can't think of the other guy's name, but it was one of those where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be standing on a red carpet and Madonna's going to be there. Yeah. Who is like a hero of mine. I'm going to have to keep cool here. <laughs> Oh my god! That's oh my god! You <laughs> go walking down the carpet, red, down the red carpet, and you think this is a really surreal moment, but you just seem like a just a normal person. Yeah, right. I don't think I felt. I didn't feel starstruck. It was just a really surreal. Okay, I'm just in the middle of having a chat with Madonna here. This is um, pretty badass. This is kind of weird, but I kind of like it at the same time. Yeah, um, it's a yeah. great dinner story, that isn't it? Yeah, it was. It, that was cool. I did a good. Yeah, did a good few jobs with them. That was good fun, actually, doing the red carpet stuff. Yeah, really it sounds really, like, interesting. Yeah. Do you get... Have you ever been starstruck? Because I imagine you meet people quite a lot in your industry. Yeah. Because um, I, I feel like there might be varying levels of, like, stardom. Uh, I don't think I ever have been. I know I know the people that I would be, should I meet them. I, Go ahead. I know that because they are the loves of my life, if I ever came face-to-face with the Backstreet Boys, I would cry. <laughs> right. Um. Same with Johnny Depp. Yeah, I think. Sure. I, I would. I think I would do my best to keep my cool. Um, but I think with him, especially with him, there was one moment actually. We had Dawn French on the show, Ooh. who has been a hero of mine all of my life. Like she is like the one woman that I looked up to. I really? used to love French and Saunders. Uh, love the Vicar of Dibley. Yeah. And I was obsessed with her, obsessed with her. I mean, there's there was like a stupid stand-up show I did as a kid when I was like 11. And there's even video footage of, who's your hero? I was like, Dawn French, I love Dawn French so much. Aww. And there was a moment where we, she wasn't actually in the studio with us. We had her, she was in another studio, but um, it was kind of a phone connection. And as soon as I heard her speak, my heart was racing. Because all I was thinking was, is, oh my God, I'm just about to talk to one of my heroes. Yeah. I can't believe it. And then there was a moment where she spoke to me directly and she said my name. Oh, and I it. And my inner 11-year-old wanted to cry. And I was just sat there going, oh my God. 
And I remember Tom, who I do the show with, yeah. was looking at me as if to go, are you all right? And I was like, I can't, I can't handle this moment. This is quite unbelievable. I, I'm not, she's not even in the same room as me. She's not looking at me, but she's talking to me. Yeah. She said my name. That's really cool. And it was one of those, oh, wow, that's pretty cool, man. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, if it's, it, I think it, if it's a hero of yours or someone that you really look up to, it doesn't matter who it is. If that's that moment, that that person that means that much to you, then it's, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right. It's all relative. Yeah. Um. So how did you get into radio per se then? Because you you've done like a lot of like presenting stuff, but I feel like radio is a bit different than that because it's not yeah. on camera. It's yeah, that like was a different a venue. Completely different journey, really. Um. So weirdly enough, my husband was doing a carpet fitting job just for a random guy and just they were just having a chat and this bloke was like oh yeah I'll do a bit of um hospital radio yeah you should um come down and have a look and my husband went well I, it's not really my thing but yeah, right. my wife might be interested in it so said to me oh go down and have a little look so I did I, I went down to Radio St Helier Ooh, uh, which was fancy. Uh, in Sutton uh, I went down and had a little look around, had an interview with them and told them that, you know, it would be great if I can come and learn the ropes yeah, and do a sure. show and stuff. And I remember being at my mother-in-law's house. We just had a bit of dinner and my phone rang and they offered me a show really? on hospital radio. And I've, uh, at that precise moment, I was so excited yeah like i think back to it now and you think oh it's just hospital radio but at the time it's really cool it's re it was so cool yeah like, definitely. oh my god i'm gonna do a show on the radio that's amazing yeah and you know what if you ever get the opportunity to do it do it yeah it's really good fun so I, t I did the show on saturday mornings uh with a guy called simon and we used to go around the wards uh, before your show like an hour before your show and you'd get requests really? from the patients oh that's I mean, so nice because i've i don't really i never really understood how hospital radio worked but it's literally in a hospital it is just the hospital just for, like, entertainment yeah for patients i mean and stuff. the amount of listeners you've got you probably got about four people listening to you that's it but the the bonus is especially if you want to work in radio is you learn everything there. yes definitely you can look you learn how to how the desk works how your faders work how the music plays yeah. and all that sort and of you stuff on a showreel as well yeah exactly you you learn your own style of presenting and how to put a radio show together yeah. and all that sort of stuff so it was definitely a huge learning curve for me and then there was a moment where i went okay well i quite like this radio thing this is quite fun actually yeah so I got in touch with my local radio station, which was Radio Jackie. Right, Radio based Jackie. Based in uh, southwest London. Yeah. Uh, and I got in contact and I said, do you want a travel presenter? Because I knew I wasn't good enough to right. do a show yet. So you kind of went straight in with the niche. Yeah, so I went, I can do your, I can do your traffic smart, news. Actually. That's really smart. Yeah, so, uh, so I turned up and it was all working for free. Yeah, and sure. And then, uh, so started, they taught me how to do the travel news, so then... I was put on drive time with Mick Brown. It's big slot. Oh, mate. Big slot. Um, yeah, so I do with Mick Brown, which uh, if you're old school radio, you will know who Mick Brown is. Pat and Mick used to do the Capital Breakfast Show in really? London. Really? All right. Big deal, um, big deal. Yes, yeah, so it was definitely a moment of, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm on a show with Mick Brown. Wow. Uh, and I did, yeah, I did his travel news for probably about nine months or so. Yeah. And while I was there, I would either turn up early or I'd stay really late and I would 
teach myself how to use their system really on how to use their faders yeah uh, and i would record myself doing links like just off that's air, really you know, cool by myself. that you did that and that really shows a lot of initiative and like it was the only way to grind yeah it's, it was the only way to do it yeah because the the only way to get to where you have to go is to poke people definitely so that was literally what i did at radio jackie that's great a, the guy who ran the place was a guy called dave and every day I would say, Dave, I'm just going to hang around in the spare studio and I'm going to do some links. Do you want to come listen? And he'll go, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> and I'll yeah. go, Dave, 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 just going to hang around, just going to do some links. If you want to come listen, you want to come listen, to, come listen to my stuff. Dave, Dave, come listen, come listen. He'll go, oh, yes. <laughs> and then it got to a point where the girl that was doing breakfast was on holiday for a week. Yeah. So I went, Dave. Oh, can you, I so go? you put yourself can in I for go? that? Yeah, can I go and cover? Can I, can oh, I, can great. I do it? And he went, yes, fine, yes. So I got paid twenty pounds. Whoa, you got paid for that? Twenty pounds. Oh, big money. Yeah, and it was very exciting. And I got to cover the breakfast show, and I was like, oh, it's amazing. I was working with a guy called Neil Long, who has got bags of personality. What a flipping legend that really? guy is. He's still on air there now. Yeah, sure. Neil and Nikki do the breakfast show in the morning. So it was Nikki that I was covering for. Mm. And I absolutely loved it. And after that, so you'd come off air at 10 and I would go, Dave, I'm just going to go into the special studio now we've come off air and I'm just going to do some more links just really? so you know. So you just like really honed that ability. Yeah. Just from like proper practice. And yeah. Practice I and literally practice. made the place my second home. That's so great. Just there all the time and staying late. And That's actually quite inspiring, I think. Speaking to everybody. Yeah. There's... The thing is, is everybody there was so supportive yeah. with everything that you want to do. There's um, Lucy Mayer, who sort of runs news and the travel and stuff. And there's a guy called Steve Mowbray as well, who does a show in the afternoons. He was, he is the most supportive guy. And he was very much there going, keep poking him. Keep poking really? him. Really? You'll get on air. Just keep poking yeah. him. And I'll go, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll hang around even more and I'll do some more links. And I'll go, Dave, got some more links. They'll go, well, I can't do today, but I'll listen tomorrow. I'll go, okay, it's fine. I'll hang around tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually he went, right, I'll, I'll give you a show yeah. on Saturday evenings. Nice. Another big slot. So 9 to 11 Saturday night oh. was the Saturday night, the party with me. Was that what it was called? The party? The party. Yeah. Um, Very creative. And yes, it was just playing nonstop party music, yeah. people getting in touch, texting in, phoning that's in. That's great. That is, that's a real, like, that's a good slot, I think. Yeah, doing my own show. And it was just... That must have been so exciting. Amazing. And it is all that hard work. Yeah. must have been so satisfying as yeah. well to finally have that to do. But And then it was the thing was, the more I was doing that, I was then doing that every week. So yeah. then me going, is there anything I can cover? And he'll go, right, well, there's an overnight shift if you want to do midnight really? till six in the morning. And I'll go, I'll do it. Really? That's a long old shift. Well, I did... That uh, one of the worst ones I did was um, just, what kind of what you're doing now? midnight till six in the morning yeah. from Christmas night into Boxing Day. Whoa! That I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it. Really? It was d just to get air. Just time. that much of yeah, just that much of a grafter. Yeah, just to be on air. Really I'll do it. it. And it, I think when you show that that's it, this is what I want to do, and I'll do it. I'll do the work, and I'll you know put the effort in. That then it got to a point where he was phoning me really? and saying, right. Neil couldn't turn up this morning on, I don't know, uh, Sunday morning breakfast. He rang me last minute and went, Neil can't get in today because he's not well. Can you do it? Yeah. So then I would turn up and I was doing Sunday morning breakfast show and I'm sat there going, this is brilliant. And then there was one morning where he couldn't turn up. He wasn't there for the actual midweek breakfast show. So Dave phoned me up and said, Nicola, do you want to anchor 
the breakfast show wow. with Nikki. So yeah. Nikki was doing her normal job and I was the anchor yeah. of the show. And I was like, this is incredible. This is incredible. And then from there, it was just, right, now I'm going to put a demo of my best bits together. Yeah. And then I heard about the job that was going on Heart Breakfast. Right. Uh, so so how, did, how did you hear about that? Just through like passing? That or? was through my agent okay, at cool. the time. Um, apparently, they'd been looking for someone for quite a while. Really? So I was quite, I got in there quite last minute. Yeah. Um, and I went down and did a demo. I was like, oh, wow, look at these studios. They're so nice. Yeah. Look at it. this. That big money. Yeah. And at the time, I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have to drive down to Brighton every day if I get this job. Mm. So I was living in Surrey at the time. Yeah, for sure. So that was a good, it was 42 miles to oh. be exact. And I was like, ah, oh, I'll do it. I'll screw it. Oh, fine. So I was getting up. So, well, I did three demos, I think, three or four demos before they offered me the job. Yeah. So was um, that just you on your own or was that you with the other? With the other, with Tom and Jack. Yeah, sure. So you've got to go in and make sure that you can yeah, get along right, with everyone and that you fit in. Yeah, that's it. Well enough. I mean, they they said to me when I started that they didn't want someone just to sit in the background. Because the thing is, is Tom and Jack are such big personalities. Yeah, that's it. And on air, they are the best of friends. And even off air, they are as well. So they needed yeah, someone right. to come in and go... I'm also here as yeah, well. Yeah, definitely. This is three of us and we're all going to be in this together rather than just having Tom and Jack best friends and then a, a voice in the yeah, background. Yeah, sure. So I kind of think I managed that. Well, I mean, you must have. <laughs> it's difficult. But you're still there. But uh, so. yeah, I've been there five years now. So yeah, you but must have Yeah, for the first, first two and a half years, I was getting up at half three, oh, man. leaving at four to be there at five. Um, yeah. And then we moved down to Horsham, so got a little bit closer. So I got an extra half an hour in bed. That's worth it. That's definitely worth it. Yeah. But now it's just, it's just now. I'm so used to it now. Yeah. And I still love it every day. I absolutely love how creative and stupid we can be every morning. <laughs> and you think this is, this is what I do for a living. Yeah. And then I also have the pleasure of covering solo shows should they need it so i'll cover a saturday really? breakfast show or i'll cover a show over at the heart studios in portsmouth if they need someone yeah. and um yeah just constantly i'm still prodding yeah that's it <laughs> always prodding. still just grafting prodding i'm still going Stuart, my boss Stuart, is there any um any other shows i could be doing yeah cheers yeah you always just, prodding keep you, prodding yeah that's you just don't want to settle and i really like that yeah and i i there's obviously why you're so successful because you just keep grinding I and mean, yeah. that's a really good message to be sending oh it's you have to constantly put the work in mm. i think the moment you become too settled in anything yeah, that's it you're that's not settled gonna... and complacent yeah it's good to mix things up as well and you do the um you still do the travel news actually on the show now don't yeah you? I do, that's, yeah, yeah it's, <laughs> it's just kind of in my blood <laughs> that's now. it yeah travel news <laughs> that's crazy man that's that's a good story I didn't realize it was going to be that complex when I asked you. Really? Yeah. Like that's just, I guess that's how the industry works. Yeah. You've just really just got to be known, I suppose. How long is the show that you do now? That breakfast one? Wait. Uh, what, how, what, how many hours? Yeah. It was it six to 11? Is it? Six till 10. Six till 10. Six till okay. 10. Yeah. How do you, cause this is what I'm curious about. And I suppose this comes into the whole creative process thing. Mm. How do you go about planning that? Cause you like, that's a lot of content oh, yeah. every day. Every day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I have a show that's only two hours once a week. Yeah. And like, even just like planning like, the content <laughs> for that. I'm just like, <laughs> just, I'm really just like clutching at straws here with this, these kind of ideas. Yeah. It's, 
you you don't realize just how much stuff you get through until yeah. you see it all on a list it's the it's the weirdest thing i believe it that is a, a long time yeah you think five days a week for four hours i mean essentially it's five days a week for for three hours and then we move on to the the time tunnel which is a separate half hour at nine o'clock yeah just uh, playing uh, music from a certain year and someone has to guess etc sure that's kind of the um, chill out bit so I would say between six and nine, that's kind of peak show hours. You've got maybe six, seven, maybe eight links an hour to talk about something. Yeah. You want it to be, you want it to be on brand. Yep. That makes sense. You want it to be uh, modern. Yep. You want it to be news that's literally just come out. You want it to be that's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. That's one of the hardest And kind of funny things. as well, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, the, the funny thing kind of tends to happen naturally with kind of how we just all kind of bounce right, off each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely, it's got, it, it, well, it's easier now to prep because I know exactly what Tom's going to say. I know exactly right, what Jack's going to yeah. say because we've been working together for so long That's now. It. But I remember when we first started, we'd have to sit down and properly plan everything so you'd you'd start planning so you've got the six o'clock hour seven o'clock hour eight o'clock hour the six o'clock hour is completely different to the eight completely yeah, different uh, yeah because different you've vibe. got a completely different set of listeners it, make, it makes sense but it's, yeah six it, o'clock in the morning yeah. you've got the lorry drivers i think it's one of those things that someone who didn't know that much wouldn't really think about yeah but it totally makes sense when you say it yeah yeah six o'clock in the morning you've got the lorry drivers You've got the people that get up super early because maybe they work up in London. Sure. Or you've got the people that are coming in from an overnight shift. Nine times out of ten, that's an adult listening at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So it means you can push your boundaries a little bit yeah, further. right. You can be a little bit naughtier. It's like pre-watership. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you can be you can be a little bit naughtier at six o'clock. Yeah. When it comes to eight o'clock, your it. kids are in the, the car. Run. They're on the school run. Yeah. So you need to keep it family friendly. And you need stuff that's going to make the kids and the parents laugh at the same time. There's stuff that everyone's going to be talking about. So the stuff that's trending on Twitter. Right. So you've got... Is that a big source of it? Huge. Twitter? It is now, yeah. Because Twitter's really big on news, isn't it? Yeah. So I'd say the last year or so is where I would say Twitter is my first go-to. That's really interesting. For news, first thing in the morning. Yeah. I go, what's trending on Twitter? Because I never really use that as an asset, but that makes a lot of sense. Definitely should. Because yeah. that's what everyone's reading yeah because if you're if if something's trending on twitter it's trending because everyone's talking about it that's yeah, what it is exactly you're coming you're going straight to the people yeah. rather than through like a mediation so you've got now what's brilliant is you've got twitter moments yeah yeah which is the stuff that's just about to start trending and it's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger so my first yeah. go-to is twitter moments what's going on that's and really it'll go, smart rumors are idris elba is going to be james bond and you go brilliant Let's talk about that this morning. Yeah. And then you'll start talking about that. And then all of a sudden off the back of that, because that started trending on Twitter, Idris Elba's now tweeted saying the name's Eldra, uh, um, Elba, Idris Elba. And then that's yeah. all of a sudden started trending. But they've heard it from you first. Yeah, that's it. You're jumping on that. Yeah. Because usually for that, this kind of stuff, and I did it, I did another podcast before and for the radio, I usually, um, BBC News is where I go to like get that kind of stuff, but mm. it's already broken at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're getting there earlier on with that Twitter. Yeah. When I first started the job five years ago, my first thing I would go to would be the mirror. Right. The paper, the mirror, or Digital Spy is pretty good. Sure. But now, if I look on the mirror, if I look on Digital Spy, that's news from yesterday 
or from two days ago, or even, do yeah. you know what? A few hours ago. That's it. That's been and gone. Yeah, for sure. It's gone. It, the internet age we're in, everything's so quick and instant. Yeah. You can't be even like an hour late. Yeah. You just miss the boat completely. Well, you're like, oh, something was trending yesterday. Yeah. Well, we can't talk about it today because that was yesterday. Yeah, because it, it comes in so quickly and then just leaves yeah. just as quick. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And there, there'll be things like today. Yeah. I already knew that today, um, for whenever you're listening to this, by the way, is the 13th of August, 2018. Um, That's fair. We knew that Today, they were going to make the Strictly Come Dancing announcements yes, sure. for this year, right? So I, I, th- I think I tuned in earlier and I heard that link. Yeah, so this, this morning it was very much, right, today is the day they're going to be doing this. Yeah. As soon as we hear it, you're going to hear it. So don't worry, we've got you covered. Yeah, sure. So as soon as they announced first person this morning, Katie Piper, TV presenter and model, uh, it was literally... Right, as soon as it came up on my Twitter feed, right, let's do this now. Really? So whatever link we're doing next, scrap it, Just, we're doing this now. Yeah, sure. Because they need to know yeah, now. That's it. So then they've heard it from us and they haven't heard it from anybody else, they've heard it from us. Yeah. Because then they've they'll instantly think, Oh, Katie Piper is on Strictly Come Dance. Oh, I heard that on Heart Breakfast yeah, with Tom Nicola and Jack. That's it. And then when they talk to their friends about it, because yeah. they want to break the news themselves. Yeah. They're like, exactly. This was my source. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. yeah. So it makes heart the place to go for that kind of yes. all kind of news, all kind of entertainment news. Yeah. That's so really interesting. I mean, we come off air at ten. Yeah. And then we'll start prepping the following day. Okay, that early. Yeah. So we did the show this morning. We've prepped what we're going to do tomorrow, but I can already tell you now that eighty percent of the stuff that we've got tomorrow probably won't be in the show tomorrow. Really. Because we'll get in in the morning. Yeah. And, and just, other stuff has happened. Yeah. So what, what, what does that look like then? Like today when you prepped was it just new stuff or yeah but there there are some things do you try and make it more evergreen because you know that news is going to be so different by tomorrow yeah but there are some things that couldn't that can hold things that are things that aren't that big a trending topic yeah so um even if it's something that's happened in your own life that you like to talk about on air you go do you know what that's fine. If something's happened instantly now, we can talk about my thing tomorrow. Yeah, that's fine. Sure, that makes sense. It's it's a lot of moments like that. So I mean, we've prepped tomorrow's show, um, in the thought of things that have come in today that we didn't do today that we thought, oh, that's fine. We get that can hold yeah, till tomorrow. Yeah, okay. So it kind of stacks up a little bit. As yeah, well. but by the time we get in in the morning at five o'clock, we'll go. Oh, well, I mean, we can probably get away with. Do you know what? Get rid of that. That's not as good as that bit that's yeah. just come in today. Let's do that instead. Yeah. And everything is. Uh, <laughs> everything changes constantly that's crazy constantly. i suppose it makes sense you got to keep on top of it yeah how does it work so you said you i think you said eight or nine links per hour roughly is about that what you that. said yeah about how that. does that work in terms of do you spread that content out like how for example how many links would you have on this so strictly um strictly will probably just be one just one link just one little talky yeah. bit so how, how features for example like it would like a big news story Okay. How many links would that split over? Or um, would even that just be one? It depends on how big it is. Yeah, right. Sometimes we can do... Sorry, that was my chair squeaking. Oh my God. <laughs> um, sometimes we can do something for an hour. Sometimes, really? Sometimes we can spread something through the show and we'll do... Right, we spoke about this at 10 past six. Let's do something else on the same bit at 10 past seven and do the same yeah. thing at 10 past eight. And then we can kind of put that in a thread throughout the show and you just sure. kind of keep coming back to it every now and again. But... Um, Nine times out of ten now, it's really quick, short, sharp information bits. Yeah. Unless someone calls up 
or someone texts in and and goes oh i've got a little story on that and you go brilliant let's get you on the show yeah right so you get them on and then all you need to do even if say we've set something up at five past eight if they're texting in randomly at 20 past eight because they've just had the time to pull over and send a text in then we might record that call with them and yeah. then at 10 to 9 just do a little mini reset of what we were talking about earlier yeah this right what, you weren't tuning in earlier we were kind of talking about this and then we got a text so we had to give them a ring back so this is blah blah blah, blah. tell us your story so oh it it all kind of one depends on how big the thing is and two depends on listener interaction i think yeah sure yeah so in, this is why I want to ask now, because isn't so much about the creative process as it is just kind of how it all works. I'm really interested in how you built up the rapport between Tom and Jack when you started. <laughs> and like, if you, you know, because it's so important that like you've, you need to be, have it like immediately. Yes. Because that's what people want to listen to. It's more endearing that mm. way. But that's not a very natural way of doing things. No. So how, how did that work? Did we have to, did, were you guys all really like, was it almost like acting kind of to an extent? Like to begin with? Yeah, well, yes and no. I mean, um, Tom and Jack had already been on the show together for a few yeah. years. So with them, as soon as I joined, it was already natural between the two of them. Yeah, sure. So I kind of had to... But that might make it even harder to an extent, It right? was It was difficult at first because yeah. you knew... I, I knew that they could read each other. Yes. And you're thinking, right, they can read each other. They know where they're going with this conversation. And I've got no idea what they're going to say next because I don't know them well enough. Yeah, right. So then you, it's just a case of spending time and trying to understand each person yeah was there like a real attempting to barge your way in essentially right is what kind of what i had to do and then you get to a point where actually we're all just now really good friends yeah and like jack and i go to the gym together and like we're like we'll text and talk to each other and we've got so much in in common now that even when the mics are down Right, the the, the amount of laughter going on in that room is insane. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's. Uh, I must say, actually, every morning, even when the mics are down and we're just playing some music and we're just talking between ourselves, we're laughing at something because <laughs> it's just you just help each other get through it now, yeah. and we now know each other so well and inside out and upside down. But it took a, it took a while to get to that point. I can imagine, did. yeah. Did you think that the show has benefited from that relationship? Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Because yeah. whatever's off air, coming on air, is, is brilliant. What what you want to hear as a listener is you, you want to hear three mates have a little chat. Yeah, exactly. Themselves. It's way more fun to listen to than just three people don't really yeah. get I mean, on that world. You, you hear about yeah. some radio shows that, I mean, I mean I'm not going to name any, but you hear about some radio shows where everything is, is very scripted. Yeah. And you think, well, how, I don't know how you, un, how you've got a relationship there. If you're just reading a piece of paper, Yeah, right. the, the best thing to do, what we think the best thing is to do is to put a little bullet point of, yep. I think I want to talk about this, or I'm going to mention this. And then you all just kind of bounce off each other. And that's what just keeps it natural and simple and more fun and chatty yeah that way. definitely definitely rather than just reading a script and looking at each other kind of thing i think it's weird how people can even do that and make it sound natural yeah i mean that's a talent if it you definitely it. it's a talent yeah like, yeah be, i suppose it should be commended i just always found that quite weird because yeah people, especially people who are just starting mm. um i think tend to gravitate towards that yeah I, I think the word script is misleading as well yeah see I'd, um i had a guy who came and covered the breakfast show while Tom and Jack were off once. 
And the first couple of shows, it was our first couple of shows together. Yeah. Um, and it was very much a scripted process because it, he was just trying to find his feet. We were yeah, getting to know yeah, each other. Yeah. And after that, after I would say two days, it got to a point where it starts going down to bullet points. That's it, yeah. And then you that start building, building a relationship. And then it just becomes so easy. Yeah. And then by the end of the week, you just... It was so easy just to bounce off each other and have a chat with each other. Like, we're having a little chat now. That's it, yeah. Like, I know that you're probably going to say this next, and then I'm going to say this, and blah, 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 blah. And that was just the easiest way to kind of get into it. But it did start off quite scripted, and you can hear the difference between yeah, the Monday definitely. and the Friday. It's really like, well, obviously, the more natural it is, I always think the more endearing something is. Yeah. Because you're getting yourself across more as well. Yeah. Scripts are too rigid, and it's too hard to really yeah. get what you mean across to an extent. Yeah. So you said you sometimes you cover like the solo breakfast shows or mm-hmm. was that was that on the weekends I assume solo breakfast yes yeah on on Saturday mornings solo breakfast yeah. um I want to talk about that because I've kind of done a similar thing in that I started off when I had my first radio show I was in a duo and I've recently gone solo with it so I kind of how are you finding it yeah it's different isn't it yeah it's really different yeah so I, I'm curious about what you think about that because I yeah for okay this is I haven't talked, spoken about this, I don't think, <laughs> online. So I apologise to my uh, ex-partner, Adam. <laughs> hey, Adam, how you doing? Because it's, there's a real give and take, I think, with it. On the one hand, it's really great being a duo because you've got that, like, you know what other people's going to say next. It's really fun. It's kind of endearing. Um, and then if you, you kind of like trail off, someone else is there to, like, bring you back up. And it's kind of more fun that way. But what I found now it's solo is that, A you know you've got to be on top of it you can't let yourself slip because there's no one else to cover you which yeah. is a good thing anyway but also i'm finding it's to an extent it's more fun because you can trail off into like a different segue yeah and you don't need to like be directed at someone so you don't it's like you have to stay really on topic when you're with someone else yeah unless i suppose in your case maybe because you will know each other so well it's easier to diverge into whatever you want and they'll just follow um so I'm, I'm finding that I can really just go off on a weird tangent, which I think can be quite like funny. And I don't need to worry about bringing it back to anything because yeah. there's no one there that I need to like draw into the joke or anything. The struggle you'd have on a solo show is if I go off on one of my weird tangents, am I the only person that's going to understand what the hell I'm talking about? That's here? it, yeah. Because in my head, this is funny. Right, that's it. So does that mean that everyone else is going to find it funny? Because I know that if I'm doing a show with other people... And it is funny. Everyone else is going to be That's laughing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just got to guess. If there's no one in the room laughing with you. You're questioning yourself all the time. Yeah. Was that, was that, was that funny? Was that, I don't I know do if that was funny. Yeah. Actually, that really hits home. Yeah. I often like do a link and I'm like, that was just silly. Yeah. Like that wasn't funny. But then people would text. They're like, that was a really good link. And then yeah. it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That was funny. But yeah, I, you're right. It's that validation immediately. You just don't have it. I definitely enjoy it. Uh, it takes some getting used to being sat with you and just a microphone yeah. and just knowing that there are people listening that's to it, you, yeah. that's fine. But if it is just you in a room by yourself, you have to keep reminding yourself, there are definitely people listening to me right now. I'm not talking to myself. Yeah. As much as it looks and feels like I'm talking to myself in this tiny room with just me and a microphone, there are people listening. So I kind of have to treat it like I'm having a mini conversation with other people, except they just can't answer me. Yeah. Or they can so, answer me on a text and yeah, I'll just have right, to read right. it out later on or something. But I think that for me, it took, it took a while to find my feet on that. Yeah. That it's really it's, different. Yeah. It's so easy to feel like you're talking to the masses and making an announcement 
But actually, the best thing to do is just treat yeah. it like you're having a one-on-one conversation, but the other person's just not answering. <laughs> <laughs> Which in my case is most of the time anyway. <laughs> For some reason, no one wants to talk to me ever. Just keep Hello. trying. Hello. <laughs> it's just, just me walking up in town just trying to talk to people. Just blank faces. <laughs> Awkward. Yeah, it's totally different. Um, but it's what do you prefer? Or, or it's hard to you, maybe you don't prefer either because they they're are so different. different. They're so yeah. different. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I I love I love doing a breakfast show. It's organised chaos. That's the that's the best way to explain it. I think. I love having loads of people in the room. There's four of us in the room. There's me, Tom, yeah. Jack, and there's our producer Brian, and it is uh, and it is organised chaos. And I love that. Yeah. And I love that it's bouncing off people. And I love that if I come up with this idea, then Jack's going to go, well, I'll tell you what we can do with that idea. We can do this and we can do that. And Tom will go, yeah, well, how about we do this? Yeah. And it all just kind of ends up then becoming such a perfect thing that you've all created together. Yeah, and I sure. love that. Love that. But then you've also got, okay, this is me and this is my baby. And I know that I want to talk about this and this is what I want to do with this. And I know that I want to go in this direction with this brilliant i'm just gonna do it by myself yeah, that's, that's great it. and you can yeah there's nothing like that's gonna two change that completely different things they're so different it's yeah. you feel very different Definitely. with each show and uh i can't i mean I, yeah i can't choose but i, I can't mean that's choose. fair enough I, that was a if i could live in both worlds then that's that's where i'm happy i suppose to an extent you do you're doing covering yeah yeah exactly yeah. how much do you cover like very frequently or not that frequently <sighs> Not as often as I'd like. Yeah, right. <laughs> pokey, pokey, poke. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just keep grinding. <laughs> keep poking. So you'll get there. Yeah, it's yeah. I would like to. I would like to do more because I because I just love it so yeah. much. I, I you know I've, if I could live in a radio studio, I would do it. Yeah, well, it sounds like for most of your life you have to. Yeah, <laughs> it's just always there. <laughs> you just gotta keep doing it. Just keep yeah, poking, poking, it's poking. fair enough. Yeah. What do you so writing it sounds like, especially the breakfast one where you're with a team is quite a collaborative process. Mm yeah um how is it does that get frustrating because you can't push your own idea well you can but then you have other people to be like no yeah there's like creative differences uh yeah but i i wouldn't say it i wouldn't say it becomes too frustrating that what is good about having other people around you is that if there is something that you think is a good idea and they don't think is a good idea they actually managed to put it into words and you kind of go, do you know what, right, actually, you're kind of it. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you're here so I didn't do that. Yeah, you've stopped me from doing something really stupid there. Thank you so much. Right. Yeah, so I, th- I think the more brains, the better on a show, if I'm honest. That, I mean, that makes sense to me, yeah. And it also, you get different perspectives for, yes. it, not even just like feedback, but just like different yeah. ideas you just wouldn't have had. Yeah, if I'm thinking of something with my brain, with my, with my, sort of young female brain and then i'm getting some tips from someone who is a male brain on the other side of the room then i kind of go do you know what you're actually right i didn't see it like that and that's a really good point as well to have that um gender difference yes which is really useful especially with heart who have such a wide audience yeah trying to be as like diverse and big a demographic as possible because as much as as much as it comes across that heart broadcast to a lot of women yeah i, I would say it's very much 50 50 is it very 50 50 yeah because yeah in my head it's like mainly like the um school mums yeah of like on the school run yeah but but then like, yeah you said earlier about the truckers at six yeah so it's really we have a, a huge variety of, of of listeners and actually majority i would say 
uh, in their 20s. Really? They're young guys, young girls. Yeah. Uh, some of them are mums, some of them are dads, and some of them are just truckers. And, and it. it's, you've got a whole bunch of people, and it genuinely is, I'd say, 50-50, straight down the middle, male, female. Yeah. So you need to tick both of those boxes. And is it like that all the time? Because you said earlier, obviously, it starts off with the truckers. Is that more like male-orientated? And then when it starts to like you know switch what? up it's the school? It's not. Really? It's really not. Okay. Because I was like, curious whether... You've mentioned earlier about changing the content age-wise. I wondered mm. if you also then changed it to like gender-wise. No, absolutely not. And there's not a shift in there, I suppose you don't need to. Also, what does that really look like? I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to cause the sexist we're, controversy we're, yeah, or anything. We're in Brighton. It's very gender fluid <laughs> down it. here. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you don't. Yeah. yeah I'm. Every, you've got every version of everybody that listens to the show. I think especially broadcasting in Brighton, it's such a fantastically fluid city yeah and then you've got definitely. the whole of sussex where everybody is different everybody is different and yeah. you've got every version of every person that's listening to the show so you're not just like i'm just talking to the school mums that's it yeah because actually majority might not even be school mums for sure you're you're probably yeah. mostly talking to a 26 year old woman who maybe doesn't even want children, who's a businesswoman or whatever, or maybe you're talking to, um, I don't know, a nice male couple who actually want to talk about other bits and bobs, or you're talking to a couple who are in their 40s or whatever, who listen abroad every morning. It's so different, so different that you can't just go straight down the line, I'm just talking to the men, I'm just talking to the women. And that must make writing even harder. Because yeah. you've got to, you can't like segment, I don't even know what the word is. You can't aim it at a particular person or a group because it is so diverse. So you've really got to. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can and you can't. It's, it's, a, it's a weird one. I mean, it's, you can't please everyone. You can't. Yeah. But, and I think most people who listen will understand that. Yeah, that definitely. If the biggest show on the TV right now is Love Island, I'm going to talk about Love Island. Yes. If you're not watching the show, I'm sorry, but you're just going to have to put up with this link. That's it, yeah. <laughs> and you, but then you've got people who are blokes in their 40s or whatever that actually watch Love Island and quite like it. Yeah. So as long as you're ticking that box of lovely, we're all watching that and brilliant, I'm going to tell you about this. Yeah, But then sure. also you've got the people who don't watch Love Island, but actually they want to know about Strictly Come Dancing. Brilliant, I'm going to tell you about that. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't you can't make everybody happy, but I think if you're if you're... Make if you make sure that you include everybody, then you've nagged it. Yeah, well, it seems to work. Like, yeah, a lot of people listen to it. It's the, the, my go-to radio station. Yeah, to be honest, like when I'm in the car, just put nice. it put on heart. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you're very welcome. It's just uh, it's just good feel good, isn't it? I mean, that's the, your slogan. Mm. Turn up the feel good, mm. and it is. It is that. Like it, it's you put it on, and it's just like, oh yeah, I feel good about this. This yeah. is good, and, and that's not just the music, but the links as well, and the features and. You guys, it just—it's just—it's a good vibe. Oh, it's very much a, a positive. Yeah, show, it really definitely. is. Yeah, yeah. and it's, just, it's exactly what you need. Like going to work, you're like, oh, I can't really be bothered, and it's just. Oh yeah, let's be honest. Monday mornings suck. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But it's like, so you put that on, and it's just like it starts to bring you the mood up. A yeah, because the last thing you want to do is on a Monday morning get in the car and have someone on the radio go. Oh, Mondays are boring, <laughs> Mondays, aren't they? You want to go, it's okay. Hey, look, do you know what? We're going to get you through this Monday. Yeah, morning. we're all having fun here. Yeah. It's all a good time. Got some great news for you. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. And we'll it, all get through this together. Hey, it's good. And it's it definitely good. comes across that way. Yeah. And it is a really good vibe. 
That's good because that's what we're aiming for. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Take that one off the list. Perfect. This was a great podcast. I'm going to come in bold in the meeting tomorrow. Turns out we're doing a good job. So let's move on a little bit because we're kind of running out of time to an extent. But I was curious about... Because it's tricky because radio is a really open medium. Yeah. So it's kind of you there and you're not really underneath a character as you would with certain acting. Mm -hmm. But I wondered whether there was a process there. First of all, like the getting prepped process. Like, I can't imagine you just jumping straight. I mean, it's so early in the morning. You must do something to kind of like get in the mindset. But also, I'm curious as to whether it's almost like a caricature, like it's not entirely you on the radio but it's like you but like two steps up or whether you are just like this is just me and i'm just on the radio uh well what do you think you've been sat with me now for a couple of hours that's true but then would you say that you're talking to nicola who's on yeah. the radio or would you say that you're talking to nicola who's nicola and they're two completely different people it's a good question uh, i would be inclined with the former but then what we're doing is also entertainment. Yeah. So it's kind of it's potentially the same issue. Yeah. No, it's not even an issue. So do you, do you think if that was the case, it would be subconsciously? Yeah. I mean, I don't think... I've never never wanted to go on air and be somebody that I'm not. Yeah. I would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, I don't necessarily think it's a problem. Oh, I'm God, not, I'm no. not like trying to... No, you do, I mean, you do it. You've, I mean, you've got loads of you know uh radio presenters or presenters that that go on camera or go on the radio and they'll be a heightened version of themselves yeah that's it or they'll be what they think people want them to be yeah um which is where i'd like to think that i don't fall into that category <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> fall into that category um i as far as i'm aware i listen back to links and stuff and i think that that's yeah. me that's what i'm like yeah well fair enough then it probably I think my, my friends would probably agree with that yeah that that is literally that's exactly what my personality is like yeah um there are certain things that i find funny certain things i don't find funny certain things i i believe in certain things that i want don't want that i will be honest about yeah on air. right that it's that I, I would never lie would never lie on sure, air sure. to the listeners and it that's yeah, that's that's me, man. That's good. I like that. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I don't necessarily think it's important whether yeah. that's because it's just a style difference more than anything. Yeah, I know. But it's mean, just yeah. something I was curious about. I was just thinking about it ahead of time. Yeah. Because I think, well, first of all, the reason I thought of it because I know a lot of like internet personalities, like YouTube video makers, etc. They're often like, yeah, this is me, but it's like me like up two levels. Like mm. I'm trying to entertain, so I'm going to be more animated. I'm going to be more excitable. I'm going to be a little bit louder. And I, I, I'm, for me, I think I, I fall into that category to an extent. Like when I do my show, well, for, I think partially because it's just me on my own, so it's kind of a different vibe. Yeah. If I was with someone, it would probably be different. But it does. I do try and be like more animated because I think it's just more exciting and like more endearing to like listen to. But you don't have to. You don't have to be. Yeah. Because you yeah, you don't. You don't have. You don't have to be more more animated. No, you're you're right, and you're an expert. So I just <laughs> not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it's it, it's a weird one when you think. I think everyone has everyone has different levels of what they're like during a day. So yeah, I that's know, a good point as well. So the Nicola at six o'clock. Yeah. It's going to be very different to Nicola at nine o'clock. Number two coffee in Nicola real life. Yeah. Versus number. Five. So when it comes to nine o'clock. Yeah. I'm tired. Yeah, sure. <laughs> By that point, we've done a full show. It's full on. Yeah, does that affect you And I'm you tired. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine. And when I get tired, 
it's like I'm drunk. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, just everything's so, really funny. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I have to pull myself back a bit yeah. to kind of go, this Nicola should not be on air right now <laughs> because, because she's quite clearly delirious because she's very tired today. And sometimes you have days like that where you yeah. go, do you know what, guys? I am really, really tired this morning. Oh, so God. I can only apologize for what's going to come out. I don't know. Let's just get this done. But then there are some times where you're like, I can't, I'm just, I'm so exhausted. Or it's just like, I don't know, I'm just... There's, there's totally different levels of each person, but I think it's still you as a person. Yeah, yeah. And that is a, a pretty decent way of putting it. And I think that makes almost more sense than the way that I put it. Maybe yeah. I'm... I, I, maybe I got lost in my analogies somewhere. Because yeah. I think that does make sense. Like, it's just levels to a people. Yeah, I mean, na- naturally, if you're presenting anything you're going to be a slightly different version of, of yourself. Yeah. Nicola on the radio is going to be very different to Nicola in front of a camera, who's going to be very different to Nicola on stage. That's it. But it's yeah, still yeah, me. Yeah. But just, I, I know that right now I'm sat in front of a microphone and yeah. all you can hear is my voice. So I would need to put more character, I guess, into my voice. Yeah, right. Whereas if I'm in front of a camera, you can see me. So it would be worry about where you're you standing can see and me stuff. and you can see my face. So there's certain things within my face, facial express, expressions and things like that, that I wouldn't have to deal with on the radio. But now I do. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm on stage. I'm in front of loads of people. I need to be a little bit bigger because otherwise I'm just going to disappear. Yeah. So to, yeah, completely different things. But it's all you. It's all versions of yeah, you. Yeah, definitely. So on that note, do you are you kind of just you're up and you're ready to go or do you have like a warm-up process uh, i don't no uh, even just like stretching your voice out a little bit maybe no don't no? Stretch my don't do that voice. i probably should just go straight don't. in yeah no i don't stretch my voice because i would have thought they would have taught you to do that and it kind of would have been instinctual from drama school because don't they do that but like they teach you all like, these vocal they do if, and yeah stuff. it's vocal warm-ups if, you, if yeah. you're acting yeah on stage or if you're i would have thought that in your mind that would have translated Yes and no. I mean, I, I, I'm not having to push my voice any further. Yeah, that's true. Um, I can quite happily sit yeah. and talk quite quietly as long as I'm closer to the mic and you can hear me nicely. Then I don't have to push anything too far. Lovely. Um, so it's <laughs> it, nice. like it's that. just me having a normal conversation, yeah. isn't it? So it's just me having a normal yeah, chat with right. my mates. So I don't you... have to do a vocal warm up for me to have a chat with you down the pub. <laughs> Well, Unless you, that's what you yourself. do. <laughs> that's how I get in the zone. Where are you going, girls? Just going to go down the pub. Just, la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give me five minutes. I just yeah. got a bubble gum, bubble gum, bubble gum, gum, yeah. gum. Oh. But if I'm going to do, if I'm doing a stage show, like when I'm when I'm going to do panto this year, because I know I'm going to be on stage in front yeah. of hundreds of people, I probably will do a vocal warm up because I know I need to push my voice a bit further. But what about the whole like? So you're sleeping, right? I'm I'm setting setting the scenario up. You're sleeping. Yeah. Your phone goes off, but it's not an alarm. It's a phone call. Okay. So you answer the phone. Yeah. And then they're like, were you sleeping? Because they know. Yeah. They know you were sleeping just from like the way you sound. Yeah. Do you ever, I guess by the time you get into the studio, it's so late. You don't have that problem? Yeah. I mean, I've been up since four. Yeah. So you, you my brain is awake. And how much do you speak when you get there to like plan? Like fair dis- a fair amount, or because I I imagine you're all quite tired. You're just yeah. kind of like at your desk, just like. Ugh. Well, I mean, yes and no, but th- there are some mornings where we, <laughs> where not even a word is spoken until half five. Really, um, it's my kind of morning. I mean, th- but there are some mornings where I mean, I I'm awake at four. I leave my house at half four, 
So I know I've got, I've already been up for an hour before I'm at work. So yeah. I'm up, my brain's focused and awake yeah, because I've driven enough. in. I've been listening to some music or something on the way in. Uh, and my, my brain is it. That's it. I'm up, I'm in gear, I'm ready at five o'clock. Yeah. And you get in and you go, hey guys, how you doing? You're lovely. Um, That's it. And you're just ready off the bat of that. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're not just rolling out of bed and rolling into the studio. Yeah, right. That's, I think that's why... We choose to get in at five. We don't have to get in at five. Oh, okay. We choose to do that. Yeah. Because it gives us that hour while we're there to get That's our brains on. in gear to have that moment of, okay, let's prep and do bits yeah. and bobs. Whereas you get, there's other radio shows where some people choose to turn up at 10 to six. If really? that's what works for them, yeah, 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 it's all personal. Fine, but for, for us, it's a personal choice. We, we, we get in at five because that's yeah. the best choice for us. Do you find that you ever still get like nervous before a show starts? not anymore I don't I don't think no you think that's all gone yeah it's pretty bad isn't it I should really be getting nervous I don't know I don't know if it's bad but I think a lot of people who do stuff like that say they still get like nervous about things even before they start even people have been in that kind of industry for a long time I would say I don't I don't get nervous as in like uh, oh my god we're just about to do a show I'm so nervous what my oh I've got butterflies in my belly yeah I would say my brain goes into overdrive every morning. Yeah, so it's like overthinking. Yeah, yeah. every morning. Yeah. Before every link. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll be in the middle of playing a song. We're playing, I don't know, Liam Payne or something. Yeah. And you're sat there going, right, well, this next bit is a bit that I'm setting up. What am I going to say? How am I going to word it? What am I going to yeah, do? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. And your brain starts going... And it starts to get confused. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's not a good place to start a link on. No. A brain that's just like... What's yeah. happening? Uh, yeah, I would say that, yeah, that happens every morning. Just, but I, I wouldn't call that nerves. I would just call that brain overload. Yeah, yeah. that's Because <laughs> I would have equated that with nerves. Rather, I have equated that with nerves. But I suppose that makes sense. It's not so much Nerves nervous. are definitely in your belly. Yeah. You know yeah. when you're nervous because that's in your belly. Yeah, it's more just overthinking. Which is what I, what I remember I used to have when I did like drama stuff. Yeah. Because I always was like, oh, I'm just nervous. But actually, it's just like... You're just thinking of all like the possibilities. How am I going to do this? Yeah, I need to do it. And what if this happens? What if yeah, that happens? exactly. That's not nerves. That's overthinking. Yeah, that's just Definitely. overthinking. Yeah. But you, so you, st- do you get that? Does that tend to go like? So it starts at like six, maybe it gets, but and then like as the day goes on, no, it starts to go. <laughs> really, you don't like warm no. into it. No, it happens. It happens throughout the whole entire that's show. That's stressful. Throughout Does that ever show. catch you off? Like you have, you start and your brain's still like confused and you yeah. just start slurring words. Or yeah, whatever. absolutely. Yeah, I oh, make mistakes all the time. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're only human. Oh, for sure, it's uh, easy to do. <laughs> it's, uh, I, the the thing is, is because you're doing so much stuff. Yeah. And you're constantly doing different bits throughout the show. The stuff that I was worried about at six o'clock, that's been and gone. Yeah, Done yeah, that. That's it. Now what am I worrying about On next? To the next problem. The thing that I'm doing at half seven. What's that thing I'm doing at half seven? Well, I'm doing that. And you're constantly, right, half seven, done. What's happening at quarter to seven? Well, brilliant, done. What am I doing at five to seven? That is literally how your brain goes every every morning. That's so stressful. Every, Which is why as soon as the show is done, you're exhausted. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Have you ever tried like meditation to try and like, master that mind no i wonder if that would help <laughs> it's, no. a, it's a big commitment i'm not a big meditation kind still, of person sitting still for that long now no, nah, thank you. i can't be doing any of that do you often like listen back to your shows to self-monitor yourself? oh yeah yeah absolutely yeah we do it maybe two or three times a week oh yeah there's like a group it's like a group yeah. thing yeah. oh that's really cool so we'll listen back to maybe half hour or an hour of the show we'll yeah sit back and we... do you give each other feedback in that yeah process yeah really yeah it'll be could have you could have done that a bit quicker you could have yeah. done that it's a lot of a lot of it comes down to timing 
Mm. You've got to get a certain amount of songs out in an hour. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it does come down to time and you've got to hit the headlines. Uh, so you've got the news at the top of hour. You've yeah. got headlines at half past the hour. Okay. You've got a certain amount of songs to get in. Timing is everything. Yeah. Absolutely everything. Yeah. If you're waffling on for too long, you're now too late to play that song, which means you're late for the news, which means you're late for this, which means whoever is listening to your show yeah. and getting ready for work that goes, oh, the news is on. That's time for me to leave. You've screwed up their morning. Yeah, right. Because they're not... Nine times out of ten, if you listen to the radio in the morning and you're listening to the same show every morning, you know what's coming up at what time. You sure. know they're going to play adverts roughly around 20 past. So I know that that's the time I need to leave or yeah, I need to be at yeah. this point on my journey at this your point. Schedule your routine. Yeah, so if you've screwed that up, you screwed up their journey. Yeah. Totally. And then they're mad at you. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't want that to happen. Yeah, so timing is everything. So yeah, we'll we'll sit there and it's, you know, if I've if I've been waffling on too long for something, then we're at that point in our relationship where they can say, yeah, you should have right. done that a bit quicker. And I'll go, you're right. You're absolutely right. I should have done that quicker. So, yeah. Do you get it where when you're actually like on air and people, um, Tom and Jack kind of like cut you off when they they know that it's happening and they kind of like try and ease that out? So that no, kind of like a, is this kind of like an awareness where it's like, I feel like Nicola's talking a little bit too long. They kind of like try and subtly interject to try and keep the link moving. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a lot of... Um, I mean, naturally, you won't see it because we're on the radio, but a lot of show of hands. Yeah, right, actually, yeah. Especially having three voices on one yeah, show. Yeah, because that's tricky to like navigate that so you don't talk over each other the whole time. Yeah, which is a natural thing, shouldn't really happen when there's only two of you mm. because you're just reading each other. That's it. And you know, right, I think you finish your sentence, I'm going to talk here, yeah. blah, 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 blah. But when there's three of you in a room, it's a lot more difficult. I, I don't know if if Jack's going to come in at some point or if Tom's going to come mm. in at some point. So it's a lot of, I've got something to say, my, my hand's in the air. Yeah. Which means I know that Jack's still talking, but because my hand's in the air, which means I know that you guys are going to look at me and come to me next. Brilliant. Now I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Right. And yeah. while I'm in the middle of saying something, Tom's got his hand in the air because okay. he's got something to say. Yeah. And then you kind of, then you just know, or I mean, now hands don't really fully go up, maybe once or twice a show. Now we just, you can tell just by looking at each other who wants to say something next yeah um but yeah it's it's is that something that kind of like happened from the get-go or is that something you guys developed as you started building that rapport it was a must right from the get-go really yeah is that kind of industry standard then for like multiple people it should be yeah i mean that's that's how i hope it is run on on other radio shows it does make sense to me yeah you you need some kind of signifier yeah to deal with that yeah i mean if if you find that there's a bit of waffling going on, you think, actually, I haven't said anything for a while here. I want to say something. I want to say something. <laughs> this is Put my fair. hand up. Come to me for a second. The, you, yeah, you need to do show of hands. With yeah. three voices, you need to do a show of hands. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think we've talked about a lot of cool stuff today. Yeah. Thanks you, for having me. You're welcome. Is there anything you want to like add on? What, what do you reckon? You, you're <sighs> happy with what you said? Anything you want to tack on the end? Anything you? I haven't said anything that would get me fired, have I? Um... Yeah, it's hard to say. <laughs> uh, you can say no. I don't think there, I don't think there is anything. I'll give you the opportunity. No, I've had a really nice time. It's a little like, bit. Nice having a good chat. It's fun, isn't it? Love a good chat. Yeah, I'm really enjoying all of these. Yeah, this is a good little like just get to know people, just hang yeah. out. Really nice. Um, where can people find you? 
Uh, you can find me. What, like social media wise? Yeah, or just know your house number. Uh, oh, well, I live at. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My phone number is 077. Um, oh, my gosh, I nearly gave away my phone number just then. Yeah, you just gave away three whole digits. <laughs> the rest is just guesswork. I nearly did that once. Really? On it? On because on, uh, I do the travel. Yeah. We used oh, to finish yeah. the travel with the if you've spotted anything else, call this number. We don't do that anymore, but we used to do that. Yeah, right. And I remember there was one time that I went, if there's anything else you spotted, then give us a call on 07746. <laughs> and then Tom looked at me as if to go, no. And I was oh, like, no. what have I just done? What did I just do? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I've just given up my phone <laughs> Did you number. give the whole thing out or did nearly. you stop me early? I nearly you, did. Really? Nearly. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been... <laughs> my brain was just... I d- my brain was just on autopilot. I don't even know what I was thinking. Uh, yeah, it just well, it came out of my mouth. It's just a phone number, and you're so used to saying your own phone number. Yeah. I guess it just, it's just natural. But I'm also so used to saying the travel yeah, number. Yeah, that's it. It's just when that subconscious mind takes yeah, over. Yeah, where did that even come yeah, from? That's crazy. I don't even know. How detrimental do you think that would have been? Do you think anyone would have like, started calling you up? Well, yeah, I would have had to change my phone number. Yeah, that, w- <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah, I would have definitely had to change my number. Oh, no. <laughs> Social media is in. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, so just search for Nicola Hume. I'm Nicola underscore Hume on everything. So that's nice and easy. Twitter and Insta and all that. Yeah. Sort of How stuff. are you? I am Insta? on Snapchat, but I don't really snap a lot. Snap- I just use the filters for Snapchat's fun. Snapchat's dead. Yeah, it's got to exactly. be dead, right? Yeah, man. Insta's where it's at. It's my yeah. favorite platform at the moment. Yeah, I love exactly, it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for having it's really me. Really interesting. You're very welcome. Um. Um, good luck with the rest of your podcast and stuff. And there we have it. Thank you very much for yeah, listening good, to this episode of Creative right, Connection. I'll tell you what, as someone who works in the radiator, I found it re- Did I just say, as someone who works in the radiator, it's very warm, except for when it's cold. And that's just when it's not turned on. But I found it really interesting and kind of inspiring. I think I said that as well. I think I said that it was an inspiring tale because... Nicola really, she just kind of kept, she used the word poke a lot. She kept kind of poking her way forward. She kept kind of pushing people, prodding people, getting people's attention, working, doing the most actually to try and get where she knew she wanted to be. Um, And I think uh, it's easy to become complacent and kind of just beg and not even beg, but just kind of expect the world to give you what you want because you're quote unquote talented enough already. Um, But I think Nicola is a testament to just really working hard and grinding and getting what you want. I also found from a radio perspective, super interesting about how she like, not just she, but how her, Jack and Tom and producer Brian um, actually planned the shows themselves. Um, Because they have to be so topical and there's a lot of content. What was that? Four hours of content they have to write in the morning. And I just, I can't really comprehend how they do that. Because as I mentioned, I do a two hour show a week and I struggle finding content for that and most of the content I use is evergreen like jokes and stuff that like features that you can have whenever you want it doesn't they're not topical they're not news based so I don't know how really they do that and make it engaging so I found it super interesting to kind of hear all about that I actually really enjoyed this episode as a whole um I think I thought it was really interesting um it was I felt like it was maybe less about the creative process than it was just about her career in industry but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing um because I, I think I just list, I literally just list, got back from the gym and I listened to it um and I just found it really interesting the whole time and uh I appreciate her for doing it and obviously I appreciate every guest for doing an episode 
Um, don't forget to follow her socials. Don't forget to mo- follow my socials at the real Jared MC. And if you haven't told your friends about Creative Connection, what on earth are you doing? Okay, some, send some emails, send some texts, put it on your socials, creativeconnectionpodcast.com. Get them to subscribe it on uh, Apple Podcasts. Get them to follow it on Spotify. Okay, to review it, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, maybe Google Podcasts. I don't know how Google Podcasts really work, but that helps us so much in this early stages of the podcast release. That's me. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast, and uh, see you next week for some more engaging content. Peace out.